Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's going to be Thanksgiving Day. We're going to go out, get in the yard, you know, a little four on four, little pigskin for Thanksgiving afternoon. And guess what? You're the quarterback of the other team. And you look across the field, and the other quarterback is John Barber. Your worst nightmare coming true on Thanksgiving. And of course you think, okay, I'm going to free up one of my guys to rush. And I'm not going to cover little five-year-old Griff because, hey, he can't catch anyways, right? So the next thing you know, we're over the ball. And I hike. And your guy comes running back after me, five, four, not even doing the count, straight after me. And I roll to the right, far to the corner of the field. Your whole defense comes in thinking, we got a sack, we got a sack. And I loft this over the candelabra lob to the corner of the left side of the field. And who's there but in stride, little five-year-old Griff, laying out. Catches the ball, lands flat on his face, slides across the lawn, one yard short of the end zone. And now you got to play defense, and it's time for touchdowns all day. We're mass Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, Touchdowns All Day with John Parver Podcast. We are back. This is our first episode in November ever. And of course, we should start with the Griff football rant. That's a true story for those of you keeping score at home. We have a great episode today. Today, we're going to discuss the best jams from 1999. The Disco Biscuits are doing a three-show anniversary release on Nugs.net. So we're beefing up the Nugs.net, the catalog. The Nugs.net catalog is getting doper. If you're a member of our Nugs.net Disco Biscuits world, then you will be able to listen to these shows 
these are classic Old Biscuit shows. Uh, this first one, I think, is the first show that we ever rocked constantly from ourselves. If, if you can imagine the band playing the show, then listening back to the tape, and then listening to the show all the time on tour. 10-28-1999, the Wrecker Theater. 10-29-1999, Irvine Auditorium at Penn. And 10-30-1999, Somerville Theater, which is a little mini arena, which I like, or at least felt that way at the time. So that's the Nugs.net package. Tweet about it. Hashtag at touchdowns all day. Hashtag Nugs99. Hashtag 994L. For those of you who are bored by the first two hashtags, or you just like hashtag and everything, which I think is fun too. So here we are. We got the big episode. Real quick, next episode, which is in two weeks, is going to be Max Dawson, a member of the early, early, earliest Disco Biscuit community. He was the historian, which means he collected all the tapes and was the kind of the last word on what was the good copy back in the day when we used to actually have tapes of everything. Max was in charge of collecting them all, came to a bunch of shows in the early days, and he comes on the podcast and we go deep about the early years. And for those of you who want to hear that kind of conversation about the way the band was viewed when we were coming up, by somebody who saw almost all the shows, this Max Dawson interview will not disappoint. It's deep. All these interviews have been going deep, and this is another one. So I'm real psyched about it. Can't wait for you guys to tune in in two weeks to our next podcast. That'll be 18. This is number 17, lucky number 17. And this is the 1999 Super Jam episode. Rich Steele has put together a group of some of the highest moments, and we got a bunch today on the show. A lot of extra music today, a lot of fun. We are going to basically do a little tractor beam and then get to these great moments from 1999. So here's a Twitter question real quick from Michael Kiernan at Mikey Hammocks. He's won one of our uh, Live Nation catchphrase contests with uh, the We Too Shiny for that. And he is going to the Janus Live show in St. Petersburg, Florida. His question is, He's a, I'm a, also I'm an Alabama alumni. What's your favorite part about the football squad? Uh, the favorite part about the Alabama football squad right now is I mean you gotta love the receivers and you gotta love the way that Sarkeesian is calling the plays. You gotta love the way these guys are running routes. You know, when they get free in the flat, it is a joy to watch these guys just take off down the side and do a bunch of great stuff. The running game is great right now. I'm a big fan of this Alabama team. It's a lot of fun. And the Tua injury does throw a little bit of a wrench into things, but you know, college football is all about wrenches thrown into things. That's why we like college football. So let's do a couple shout-outs. Ricky the Rogue at Ricky Splace. Ricky made this awesome animated Touchdowns All Day logo, and we're, you'll see it online. It's really, really dope, and thank you. It's really great. We want to uh, shout-out at Podchaser. We're now registered at Podchaser, and we want to shout-out Dreddy Dave for that really great video of Crunk Mike pressing a doorbell as a duck. The <laughs> real quick on the doorbell, I was gonna move on, but real quick on the doorbell doesn't work anymore. Just for those of you who are interested, the doorbell no longer works. So I don't know why it worked that one night. Nobody does. All right, so let's jump into the music. We're gonna get started. We're gonna listen to a little bit of a segment of track to beam first, because once we get into the 1999 stuff, I don't want to move out of it. So let's listen to this track to beam set to start 
This is from Frisco the other day. And tractor beam is a different thing. And I'm going to try to talk about tractor beam as what it is. It's not Disco Biscuits. It's not a jam band. It is a different project. And I'm really excited about it. I think everybody's really excited about it. Here it is from Frisco, 10-4-2019 of this year. Very specific and groovy Tractor Beam. I like those big walking into the Gladiator Den moments that Tractor Beam gets to. I like the control of it all.
Tractor Beam, so about the essence of the emptiness. It's so about leaving it, leaving the space there and letting the space work for you and filling the space in a way that we can all come together and go apart and come together and go apart. But it isn't this mad rush to pull the energy to some heightened climax. It's almost the opposite direction. You, it builds itself and then you figure out a nice way to lay off of it. Let's see where this jam goes.
Wow. Tractor beam. How fun is that? I think it has a great mesh with the skill set of the Disco Biscuits. I think our band, the skills we have, the years we've spent playing just all sorts of crazy intense techno music, I feel like Tractor Beam is going to fit in our mold, under the fingers. It's just going to match what we're trying to do really well. We're going to have just, I mean, that was what? That's the second Tractor Beam show we ever played like this? Like, that stuff was huge. We're already at huge. And we don't even know what we're doing up there yet. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to play Tractor Beam shows. I'm excited to talk about everything about it with you guys. I'm excited to have it here on the show. We're going to make a Tractor Beam a SoundCloud page for everybody so you can listen to this stuff. And um, I don't know. I'm psyched by that. That was pretty monstrous. I mean, there was a part before the end there where it was just gigantic. And I was playing a little guitar synth on a, what is like a string sound. And Aaron was coming in with this huge orb. And Alan was doing all sorts of crazy tabla stuff. And it was just up to Mark to hold it down. It was just like, Mark, you got to hold this down. Mark, you got to hold this down. And he did. And it just felt great. I like that. I'm very excited. I really got to shout out the band. Um, learning all that tractor beam stuff and getting that organized was a lot of work by everybody in the band leading up to those Frisco shows. And everybody really, really did a great job of getting prepared and working hard for you guys, the fans. We're working hard for the fans. We have some great stuff for the fans. Here we go. We have a biscuit tour for the first time in, you know, a long time. I don't, I don't like to put a number on it because it's just so boring. You know what I mean? Let's just talk about the fact that it's on, it's happening, and y'all are coming. I saw an email the other day, it like was online or something, because somebody was requesting days off from their work, and it was happened to be, ironically, every single day that we have a show. That person's great, fucking hilarious. We got a bunch of shows. We're going to play near Pittsburgh, 11, 14, and 11, 15 at the Rixian Theater. Roxian Theater in Pittsburgh. Roxian. 11, 26, 11, 20, 17. We're going to be in Richmond, Virginia. That's November 16, 17 at the National. November 20th and 21st, we're going to be at the Higher Ground in Burlington, Vermont. Classic venue up there. We were part of the bands that opened that venue. And then November 22nd and 23rd in Syracuse, New York, we're going to play a place called the SI Hall. And anybody who knows anything about the Disco Biscuits knows that the Disco Biscuits just like we have like Syracuse is like a good luck charm. I don't know what it is. Whenever we go to Syracuse, it's just incredible and amazing. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the uh, stop and shop sandwich joint that's open all night. I don't know what it is. But there's something about Syracuse. And in December, so those are the November shows. There's eight shows, eight shows on the tour. I guarantee you when you're listening right now, I personally guarantee you that you will not leave those shows thinking this is the same band. You will not. Everything is going to be different. And there'll be some stuff. I mean, we got to do the, the, the stuff. You know what I mean? We're going to do what we do. But we're going to mix it up and change it up, and everything's going to be changed up. And everybody's excited about it. It's going to be really fun. Come see us on those eight shows in November. Come to the tour, and um, we'll see you out there. And then we have a, a run in... I don't want to get too deep into the tour schedule, but in December we have a Florida run from 12-11 in Orlando to 12-12 in St. Petersburg to 12-13 and 14 Fort Lauderdale. So we're playing the House of the Mouse and then we're playing 
St. Petersburg and Fort Lauderdale. That's going to be a fun Florida tour. Everybody's going to have a great time. And then, of course, the big New Year's run in New York City, 27, 28, 30, and 31. And we're going to try and throw a tractor beam show in there. I haven't heard it. Nobody's told me, but we're working on it. I'd like to throw just a tractor beam show. Straight up tractor beam the whole time. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, Riv Theater, January 2, 3, 4. And Raleigh, North Carolina, Jan 15. Charlotte, Jan 16. And Silver Springs, Maryland, 17 and 18. So the the kind of Maryland, D.C., lower south of Philly area is getting a lot of love, yo. We got to see you guys come out to the shows. Speaking of the Maryland area, here is the first of our Rich Deal approved Disco Biscuit moments for the show. This is the Wrecker Theater on October 28th. I remember this show. This is 1999. This was a great show for us.
that is the basis fake out, which I've been yelled at for that move right there because people want you to play basis when you do that much build up into basis. And not every basis, that's about as good as a basis fake out gets. Let's just put it that way. That was pretty good. Band hit it pretty tight. It was cool. But it's worse than that. I mean, we did one uh, in Arcada on 10 2, and I got scolded after the show. That basic fade out. Uh, you'd never know if these things are going to work or not sometimes when you put them on the set list. You just don't know. And if you're a truly experimental band like we are, you kind of have to not worry about it and just take the scolding every once in a while. Clearly, that scolding didn't work that great because here we are 26 days later trying to make it work again. Uh, let's do another jam. 10-28-1999, Record Theater, same show. Dribble. These 99 dribbles had a great life to them. They have a very dubby undercurrent all the time. We're playing a lot of very vibey, open kind of some almost west coast stuff that we picked up while we lived out in santa cruz i remember working on these jams out when we were practicing in a public storage unit in uh, watsonville california wherever that unit was and we were working on getting this stuff to be like what magner's doing right here like very spacey ambience and stuff loose open drums swanky let's hear if we get there tonight
Fireworks there. I think the whole band exploded at that point. These uh, late 99 shows, obviously a uh, little foretelling going on, a lot of craziness. This is the infamous Eric Bernstein set where he put a bunch of weird, crazy words in front of everybody to get everybody to play scary and aggressively for Halloween. And I think we got there. I think this is scary and aggressive and nuts. And it's just a... Uh, part of a year where everything was insane. So according to Rich Steele, that is without a doubt, and to quote Rich Steele, without a doubt, one of the craziest and most frightening sounding biscuit jams ever played. At the show, it sounded like the PA was going to blow up and something bad was about to happen. It was so intense at the time during the show, made everyone uneasy. You guys found a way to tap into a side of the emotional spectrum in a way no other band has been able to do in an improvised setting. All right, Rich, I don't know about none ever, but I do agree that what was that? Was that that was a weird kind of music. It would be hard to put a label on that. I don't know what that was either, honestly, but uh, it was cool. It was cool. Here we go with the next night, Irvine Auditorium at UPenn, our old stomping grounds. This is a Devil's Waltz jam, a rarity. And let's take a listen.
interesting move there. Me and Sammy kind of locked up on a rhythmic bit there. And it allowed the jam to get bigger without depending on the bass line. And the thing about the Devil's Waltz jam is, is it kind of waits for Mark to hit that chord that bites on the bass line. It bites into the groove and it like sets up the end of the jam. And you hear that a lot. And if... We can do something like what we just did there, which is kind of lock up on me and Sammy, lock up on a rhythm and set up a structure between the two of us where I can hit a pop-up on top of his, dun, 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 right? Then the jam kind of supports itself, and Mark can bring the changes in. He actually brought in a few different changes along the way and because he wasn't, he wasn't holding the jam together at that point. He was just part of this bigger thing. And I think one thing about Devil's Waltz is Mark usually has the job of holding it together. And when we free him up like that, he can play a little differently and he can loosen up and just have some fun in the jam a little bit more. All right. That was nice. That's good to know. Noted. All right, here we go. Irvine Auditorium, 1029-1999. Jigsaw Earth. Also kind of a rare play nowadays is the Jigsaw. Let's see where this goes. So one thing to note here is that we've only played Jigsaw four or five times at this point. It's a brand new song, and this might be the first East Coast performance of it. We did this, we put this song together with the band in Arcada, and we played it on the way back east. So this was a freshie for everybody who's in the room that night.
Super Dubby Man. I like this this jigsaw. I like the way we're playing it. I think our current jigsaw could learn a lot from this original jigsaw. We're so comfortable in the dub in 99. We're in it every other jam, it feels like. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe that's the... Uh, Maybe that's the motto of episode 17 of the podcast. Let's always be dubby. Don't you let yourself get carried away. Sammy's sa- snare drum just sounds amazing. It's just killer, Sammy's snare drum on that. Oh, the whole jam was based around that crack and the echo, and you can hear the whole. The Irvine Auditorium is this giant, almost steeple, church-like building. It's, it's huge. It's got balconies and marble floor everywhere, or something like you know. So that snare just carries through the whole building, and it's perfect for dub. Hey, if you're gonna play dub. Make sure the snare sounds good. Rule number one. Here we go. We have another jam. This is the the, the potpourri of 99 from Rich Steel right here. Uh, we have a uh, ton of great jams for the Nugs.net Disco Biscuits 1999. Look back, release, whatever you want to call it. They remastered stuff. They made it sound good for you guys. Here's... 10-30-1999. This is the Somerville Theater, which is uh, a great spot. Love this room. And here's the Memphis Jam from that night. So sounds like more W99 stuff. Let's take a listen.
This is nice and smooth. Tones sound great. Feels good. And I'm pretty sure we could be going into Burt right here. It, just a, a little key change and we're in Burt right at the top of the jam. I don't know if that's what's going on here, but we're playing around a little bit. We're having some fun. That was fun. Wow. It's, it's a rare jam where you just hear a step-by-step, almost, you know, just each step up the build is just a little bit bigger than the previous. And all the, the, the stages that the band goes through to get from the beginning groove to that top climax moment. You know, you, you couldn't even script it any better. And the tones were there. What a cool jam. So many great Memphis jams over the years. I mean, Memphis is a real great jam vehicle. And I'm sure it'll continue to be into the future. That's just one of our, it's one of our, you know, classic all-time jams. Also, Mark's bass line at the beginning of that jam was just like the do 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 That thing was so sick. 
So sick. All right, so those are the Biscuit songs for the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. But it was so high energy and so, like, hype. Like, I, I can't just drop the show right now. Um, I do want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Thanks to Rich Steele. Thanks to Crunk Mike. Uh, this week, we want to do a shout-out to Nick C. from Osiris Media, who's a, a big part of helping us get what we need to do done. Everybody's doing a great job. And um, if we took all the people who listen to our podcast and put them in a room, we would need a gigantic arena to do that. And that feels pretty awesome. Let's play some more Tractor Beam just for fun. We got one more Tractor Beam set to do. So let's enjoy this. 10 4 2019. This is Frisco. This is set one of the same show from earlier. playing what here I know what Mark's playing pretty sure Alan's playing the drums what else is going on Thank you. 
Dub, but Alan sure is keeping it swanky. How does he play this beat with just so much shoulder in it? Where what is going on? He's like in the middle of the opening smoke around a cloud of robots, and he's playing the swankiest hat and some great, some great smashes. Let's see where this goes. Thank you. 
There you have it, folks. Great track to Beam Jam. Lots of fun. Alan gets MVP of that jam. Really killed it. Great to hear everyone playing really well. Lots of different kind of music on this show. Lots of dark dub, happy dub, huge exploratory gigantic trance. This is more like house party trance. A lot of different stuff. Same group of guys. A lot of different music. November Disco Biscuit Tour coming up. It is going to be a ton of different kinds of music. So many different ideas and things put here and there. It is going to be crazy, and we hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to episode 17 of the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast. We'd like to thank Osiris Media for being our network. And I'd like to say goodbye to everybody. I will see you in two weeks. Max Dawson, Survivor contestant, the TV show Survivor. He was actually on the show. I uh, did not mention the Disco Biscuits on the show, so, you know, huge opportunity lost there. But we were on Broad City, so who cares, right? Broad City's cool, too. We um, we were talking about, should we do, like, a Survivor on the podcast? Should we do, like, get a couple musicians and have some kind of musical challenge that everybody does, and then whoever wins the challenge gets immunity, and whoever doesn't win the challenge votes each other off? Can we do that on the podcast? I don't know. I think it kind of would be fun if we could figure out something like that. Anyways, the wheels are turning. New music is brewing. And we got a tour in November. We'll see you there. We're mass communicating. We're mass communicating.